We're live. We're, live. We're back. You guys, you remember in Wayne's World, it's like in five, four, three. <laughs> I've always wanted to do party time. You get, you did it. I've always wanted to do one of those. How you doing, E? I'm doing, I'm doing all right, man. I'm holding up. Um, crazy busy. Oh yeah, That's good. What's going down? Oh man, you know we got so much going on. We got uh we got uh, Rave Boat. We got a DJs for Climate Action back to back. We'll talk about. We got Anane on the show today. Yeah, this is going to be a great show. Anane is super dope, and she is, as always, doing so much interesting stuff. Um, and we're thrilled to have her on. So that's pretty cool. How are you? How's how your are you doing? How are you oh, doing, me? Oh, me? <laughs> yeah, I'm cool, man. I mean, it's just like uh, it's just endless. I'm. I feel so embarrassed. Like as the rest of the world kind of like goes into this next phase, and we're still here, like bumbling around like you know and people are like whoa yeah conspiracy theory this and blah, 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 blah. it's like come on man like or how <laughs> how long are you gonna how much more proof do you need that shit is real and that there's like and there's ways of of dealing with it that are successful and there's ways that are not i think we're it's like a, not oh like a lot of these things like politics uh or the environment it's like all about tangibility you know, like, can you really understand it? Like, you maybe it's not happening in their circle. You know, maybe people are like, oh, and nobody I know is getting sick. You know, nobody I know, like, everybody's still working, so it doesn't touch them because there's so many more, people, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it's more, like, ominous than that. I think there's a lot of propaganda out there, right? And you there's know, a lot like, of propaganda. I think that specifically, like, Fox News sends, puts a lot of propaganda out about to kind of align with their political agenda. Um and this is an example of of you know politics getting in the way of medicine and science and I mean the the amount of damage we've now the, the extra damage we've done to our economy by not kind of having a plan and sticking to it and all coming together to solve this is exponential. I mean we see this with our industry, right? Like you know yeah. as other countries start having parties and events and festivals, we're still totally locked down i know I'm, but I'm you know sort of, i mean it may prove that those you know trying to have events ends up being a problem it as may well. be premature it's true um it may be premature i'm kind of just trying like, to go ahead yeah yeah just like but with people i, I just feel like people like the, life is it can it's overwhelming you know life is overwhelming and people are seeking a, some sort of meaning or answer and the and the answer is that life is it's a challenge you know life is it's an overwhelming thing even just being alive is just hard to wrap your head around no matter how much science religion whatever it is so i think in this moment of of extreme difficulty uh i think that's why there's so many conspiracy theories that it's just people are like oh that's it it's got to be it you know yeah just something to explain it makes you feel safer but, um, yeah I don't oh, know, man. but I'm not, I'm like, I'm not bummed. I mean, I'm bummed, but I'm not like bummed. I'm not going to let it like bum me out. I'm going to try I mean, to. I think we're lucky that, you know, we've been able to, we have so much going on. We've been able to kind of channel the energy into things like, like this schmoozing show, like Rave to Vote. Um, totally. And also, you know, climate activism and, you know, racial justice discussions and action as well. So, I mean, there's so much. 
that we can all do to channel our energy, even if we can't be out there performing music. Um, and that's actually kind of inspiring. To know that you have more to, to your life than just lugging record crates around. <laughs> I miss it, man. I miss lugging. I know. Them. I miss it, too. <laughs> I went on like a spending, like I have no income, but I like went on like a Discogs shopping spree. I was like, retail therapy, baby. Money. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm going to get tons of wax. Tons of wax, man. So, um, yeah, I mean, before we get into, uh, before we get into, Anane and our Bandcamp song of the week. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about climate change. Climate change. Well, I mean, I think a cool segue here is, is our background. Yep. This is Icelandic artist Olafur Lyson, who is so cool. If you don't know his stuff, he has done a lot and really at incredible, sometimes on incredible scale, <clears throat> including this piece. I forget the name, but basically the idea um is back to this idea of tangibility which is sort of we were talking about a minute ago um do people really understand the impact of climate change excuse me i gotta itch my nose it's called called ice Ice watch Watch. thanks mike big up mike running the show today um sound boy (laughs) um so at ice watch the idea is that they landed these big chunks of uh of iceberg is this in Iceland? Or no, where is, is this? I actually don't know where this one is, but the, the first is like European in London, and then he's installed oh, this, this in Paris. Paris one. But he's he's it's done this around the, the world in different locations. So he's he's imported um huge pieces of Arctic glacier, and people can really go there and hear the sound of it melting and experience what a piece of iceberg is and and how it melts and and i therefore get a sense of the um impermanence the impermanence exactly yeah, yeah. um yeah i oh, mean sammy, is- sammy bananas is backstage let's bring, let's bring he, sammy bananas into the chat he's he's throwing out some info yep sammy what's up sammy. Hello, everybody how's it going guys dude i've never seen your studio we got this we got some nord action back there oh yeah we got some good stuff I like that wire wall. This is my, this take... is my you know, recent COVID uh, rabbit hole. Ooh. Got a little yeah. modular going on. It, it was a uh, snap. I pulled, I pulled the trigger. It's a da- it's a slippery slope. What the modular trigger? Oh, we got a. That would be a great. We should do a modular episode for Let's a do super, that. Dork, a idea, super yeah. dorks and nerds and weird sounds. <laughs> it, it never ends, man. I'm already. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's a very expensive <sighs> of a musical hobby. Maybe we can rob a bank together. Let's go. Divestment. <laughs> let's di- let's divest some of that uh, money right to our modular rigs. For sure. I have. <laughs> I, I don't even have one. Oh, that's how, how much I need one. <laughs> um. So yeah. So Sammy's joining us. Uh, Sammy is the founder of DJs for Climate Action, yeah, an organization yeah. that we've done a lot of work with, the Soul Clap over the years. Um. And basically, Sammy, why don't you tell us about DJs for Climate Action? Yeah. Um, well, first off, thanks for having me on, guys. It's great to see you both chat. Likewise. But yeah, DJs for Climate Action is something that um, I started almost 10 years ago now that just was born out of me flying a lot and traveling a lot as an artist and just feeling incredibly conflicted about my personal carbon footprint um, and then sort of expanding that out to other artists I knew doing the same thing and just the entire 
electronic music community and, and sort of trying to approach it as um, using that as a, a pathway to engage artists who have a cultural and sort of social platform to discuss things with their fans and the broader world to engage them with the issue of climate change, sort of like knowing that this is something that maybe some other people feel conflicted about themselves. Um, so we've gone through over the years, various methods of engaging um, our community. Um, and right now we are, have adjusted to try to have a method to do that um, in the current uh, climate of clubs being closed and flights being grounded and people kind of being in their virtual worlds, but uh, for the safety of everybody trying to, you know, not gather in large groups. You could say the climate is changing. Climate is constantly changing. And that, I mean, I think that the climate change definitely intersects in a lot of super fascinating ways with what's going on right now in like really the restructuring of the, of the world in some way. It's sort of like hard to know. Well, there's a lot of unknowns, but I think <clears throat> the the optimist in Eli, <laughs> I won't say in me, the optimist in Eli and the optimist in me will hope that this is an opportunity to really like have people engage with how we change some of the systems that existed before and that maybe were not sustainable and that we could do better. And, and maybe there's um, opportunities to to right now have people thinking and, and planning for the, that future. Yeah. These, these guys, Eli and Sammy and everybody with DJs for climate magic, they're not just activists. They, these guys are warriors. <laughs> they're out there. They're speaking the gospel. They are spreading the information, the real information, not misinformation. And uh, Eli's even going, taking the, taking the grad school into climate science. That's right. We've got a scientist on our hands in the making. Not yet. Still got a lot of work to do, but I am I am getting a master's in climate science and policy starting in the fall. That's right. You know, these guys are fighting the good fight. Um, and you should follow DJs for climate action, DJs S four C A. Um yeah, yeah and I mean this this, uh, how you feel. this Sunday we're we're hosting our second global back to back to back to back to back times. This time's going to be at least 50. So far, we got 50 signups. We did one back in April. We had 100 uh, DJs and live performers each playing or performing one song. So it was pretty epic. It went all around the world. Every continent was represented, including Antarctica. No, uh, there's no <laughs> in Antarctica. Five continents. We got five. What's up? <laughs> five <got> continents? <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. This is going to be great. What time are we doing that either? I know it's Sunday. You were saying 12. Was it? Did we take in the 12 slot or the 2 p.m.? When can they find us on there? Well, it's 10. The, the stream is from 10 p.m. 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. And we'll be on there at, say, 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock, everybody. If you want to hear Eli and I make, you know, funny commentary. Or I'll be doing that, at least. I'll be trying. I'll be saying serious statistics. Yeah. <laughs> Eli will be rock, rock. That's this is the duality of soul clap. We are true, true yin and yang. It's uh, yeah. I mean, like it's uh, it, it can take both 
uh, uplifting music and serious statistics. I think that's one of the ideas behind the the B2B is on the one hand, um, coming up with a truly unique way of having a sort of like virtual DJ set where it isn't just one person sort of like playing their tracks. It's sort of like this global relay race of everybody popping around the planet with tons of different people with different backgrounds, um, all sort of like giving their take. And then in that sort of like creative and fun and messy space to be able to both sort of like globally shrinking, shrink the word, the world a little bit into the stream and then also have a place to, to encourage people to, to learn. And, and in this, in this one, um, we're kind of focusing on climate justice, which, which is, uh, a facet of the larger climate crisis that essentially talks about how um, it's it's both about the idea that the sort of vulnerable people of the world and communities are, are the, the people who are least likely responsible for climate change are the people who are going to be hit the hardest um, by it and are being hit the hardest and 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 just you know overwhelmingly those are black and brown people um, and sort of discusses trying to figure out how we keep those people in mind in the path forward and it actively in, engage them and, and come up with ways to, um, to, to, yeah, to, to have that be an essential part of, of the path forward. And yeah, I got to yeah. give it out to like my homie, Joe Biden, uh, <laughs> um, who yeah. is, yeah, I mean, like he, you know, he's, this stuff is, is thankfully getting, talked about it at higher levels. I mean, in his climate package that he just released, you know, there's a big part of it. That's like a lot of the funding there's, it's a $2 trillion package. And I think 40% of that funding is directed towards communities of color. Um, Excellent. And, uh, and so it's like, how are we going to like lift up and, you know, um, yeah, like finance and inject funds into these areas. Um, you know, while we're also trying to transition to clean energy and, and all the rest. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's net net zero carbon emissions in the U.S. by 2050 is one of the goals of the plan. Yeah. 1.4 trillion invested in that. Um, and also working in a lot of the renewable energy development into the economy is, uh, is a part yeah. of it as well, which is important. And I mean... Uh, this is a good segue for, I just wanted to to bring up quickly, you know, we're, you know, we're also doing this rave the vote initiative and I'm actually, you know, I continue to be surprised and frustrated by how many people I encounter who, you know, are progressives who, you know, care about climate, who care about racial justice, who care about, um, you know, equal rights who are not, who, you know, say they don't want to vote for Biden because they don't believe in the system. Um, and you know, it's really frustrating because obviously the system is flawed. I think we can all agree on that. However, you know, to have this narrative that like, it's the lesser of two evils that we're dealing with is like, you can kind of throw out the, the door right now, out the window right now, because we know what we have right now as our president. We know the policies that have been enacted over the last three, four years. Um, so, so it's like, you can do some research and figure out what the candidates are standing for. And here's a perfect example of what, you know, while Joe Biden is not the perfect candidate, here's a really important step he plans on taking with climate. Whereas the current administration has rolled back a hundred 
different environmental protections during the last four years? A hundred. So, you know, this is something that you have to dig into, look at what you care about and look at the policies and the platforms of the presidential candidates and also local candidates and then vote for what you believe in. That's a, such a big part of this. And I think we've been fed this propaganda that our vote doesn't matter. Um, and, you know, sure, the Electoral College means that in some states it doesn't make as big of it doesn't make a difference in the presidential election. But in local elections and in statewide elections, it's a huge difference. And in the presidential election, the impact of who gets elected is so massive, as we've seen from the last four years. So I don't want to hear about, oh, it's just two, this two party system is all the same, because just look at what actually happens and then come back and tell me that. Sorry for my uh, <laughs> for my rant, but it's been really frustrating. That was a good rant. It was a great rant. I think that's one of the one of the greater rants we've had, actually. I'm, yeah, I mean, like, look specifically, like we said, with 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 environment, with the with his plan for climate, you know, stopping climate for fighting climate change is a huge step. Also for criminal justice, you know, Biden came out wanting to get rid of uh, private prisons, wanting to get rid of the bail, the the paid bail bond system, which is the U.S. is the only country in the world that has a paid bail bond system, a for profit bail bond system. And and also to get rid of mandatory minimum sentences, which he has to do because he's the one who helped start mandatory minimum sentences. But, you know, there's a lot of different policies that that we can dig into where this makes a difference. So back to the back to the climate change stuff. I mean, this is like a really important piece of the climate activism now is making sure we have an administration that acknowledges climate change is real and has a concrete plan of what they're going to do about it. And and for everybody out there who's, you know, bum, who, who might be bummed about the the inevitable nominee on the democratic side. I mean, at the very least, like there's no question that this policy and this plan that he proposed is directly influenced by some of the more progressive people who we might have, have wanted on there, you know, um, that their pressure and the climate movement in general and the successes of, of that movement over the past years, particularly is, is the kind of thing that, that, um, makes this stuff happen. Um, and, and, and that, yeah, it, 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 if it gets watered, maybe get get watered down a little bit, but that's, you know, that's politics. So, yeah, yeah I just wanted to before we before we pat, move on, let's let's. I wanted to um, bring up the video from the the previous B two B. Just show the highlights. It's a quick one minute thing. Um, I mean, it was really it was really an incredible experience doing this global back to back back in April uh for the earth day weekend um just to have so many artists who who are committed to having their voices heard um about climate action is really incredible and it really felt like you know a lot of people coming together for this cause and it's really exciting to get to do it again this sunday um yeah, yeah we had Mike, all you types. bring up that youtube link i just i just dropped in there great awesome we had all types. We had to, we had some live music. We had DJs. We had more performance art. There's us. That was us. Dinku in Nairobi. Meet Anna Luno in Los Angeles. Oh snap! I got gotta love the Earth, dude. Who's up next? Who do we got here? Dorley. Where are you, where are you calling him from? We're calling from Ibiza. I
<laughs> that one was so great. Speaking of modular, all the DJs too <laughs> holding it down, man. So yeah, this B. Is beautiful, man. Shout out to Roy. What's good, Roy? Hi, everyone. Yeah. Oh, Tucker. Uh, <laughs> why did that come up next? That's weird. The algorithm. The algorithm, man. Wow, that's weird. Maybe it was a take. Man. Um, yeah, I think that that uh, that that clip really gets it across. It's sort of like it's really like a live call-in show where everybody gets to play um, music, and it's tons of people. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can go like we're we're, we're we'll be broadcasting it again at. Uh, earthnight.org or um, at the DJs for Climate Facebook page, which is at DJs for CA um, on our Twitch, twitch.tv slash earthnight2020. Yeah, we'll throw it up. Follow us, follow DJs for Climate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Dope. Thanks for uh, thanks for stopping in to plug it. And I'm, I'm excited for you guys to be involved again. Uh, it's gonna be fun. It's We're gonna be great. To Thanks, Can't Sammy. Wait to see what what uh what a diverse range of music and and locations we get to interact with. It's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. All right, Sammy. Cool. See Thanks, you, uh, Sammy. Appreciate it. We'll see you guys. Peace. Keep up the good work. You too. Like uh, um. We love cool. that guy. That guy. He's, he's bananas. That guy. He's bananas. Um, yeah, it's great. I mean, huge props to him for starting this, this organization. It's made been so important to me to be able to be a part of it and, and put my energy and my time into, uh, into climate activism and really have like a, a structure for doing it. So there's so many great people involved. There's Sammy, there's Mira, there's Robin and Ruben are kind of like our team right now. Um, Robin's El Bujos is artist name. So it's, uh, yeah. And, it's uh it's been amazing so yeah tune in on sunday everybody and yeah i mean we mentioned rave the vote uh briefly but next friday is going to be our first episode of the rave the vote uh yes. live streams as well so next week's going to be a busy week for the streams um rave the vote is our, our initiative to register and get young people to the polls so you can hit ravethevote.org to register to vote and to check on your status and all that good stuff and RSVP to tune in. And this just in, pew, pew, pew. what's the sound of this just in? Oh, the, yeah, yeah. We've got a little, little Morse code vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anane is joining us Yes. on Rave the Vote on Friday. She is... Uh, just been added to the lineup. New special guest. She's here right now as well as our special guest. I think let's skip Bandcamp Song of the Week because that one took a I could see that you were doing that. We had a great Bandcamp Song of the Week. But we'll bring it in next. You know what? It's all right. It's all right. We're modular. Modular. On schmoozing. I think without further ado, let's welcome to the show the one and only Anane. Anane. Hey. Hello. Wow. That hat. Hey, yes. Guys. That hat. <laughs> Loving it. <laughs> Looking stylish as ever, but well, we expect you know, none less none the less. Thank you. No less. You. Try we're trying to keep it together here. <laughs> yep. yep. 
What's going on? Where where are we? Where are you zooming zooming in from? Broadcasting in from? I'm home here in New Jersey, um, yes. across the river. Happy to report we're doing well. Oh, this is um, wonderful. Thank the heavens. And um, you know, as good as good can be. That's kind of the answer now. As good, yeah, can be. I mean, I feel like we're right there with you, but uh, yeah, I think maybe this is a good thing to to get into. Is like kind of how it's been feeling and uh you know maybe it'll give a little bit of inspiration for people who are just feeling sort of burnt out because we're like four months in with like no yeah you know we got no end in sight (laughs) you know and i think that's what makes it difficult that's that's the difficult part and by the way thank you for having me and thank you for what you do because this is so cool i was absolutely and watching and really informative and great what you're doing and so you know i've been kind of anti-virtual this whole time to be honest with you i i lost i can say i lost some of the creativity that i was i had and had no interest in the virtual world and just kind of closed myself off and was having a hard time and 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 dealing with everything um and little by little coming to and my my partner is completely opposite where he dove in virtually full on every day um and for me it was more of being all right mentally you know and keeping the boat afloat and i think we're all um you know i think you said earlier charlie like you know some some people just running to where this change is going ready for the the gun to go off or the starting line and into this new world and yet some of us are just kind of laid back and just trying to search that meaning and what is life and what is your purpose and what are we here for and what do i want to do and what what do i want to say and so for me it was really um staying healthy it was staying healthy um mind body and soul and so what's helped me is, you know, I started researching about food and the foods that we eat. What are we eating? What are we putting in our bodies? Um, what what effect does that have? What can be, what is the medicine? Whereas the world is looking for a medicine, looking for a vaccine, looking for this and that. We have medicine and medicine is coming right from the earth. And mm. so what we're putting into our bodies is our medicine. And so that became kind of something that I was, you know, I've been reading about and really looking into and here at home just kind of changed the way, not me per se, because I've always tried to be healthy, but, you know, for the rest of my family, um, what are we putting into our bodies? What are we eating? How well, what are you learning from your research? Well, you know, if I'm reading a book called um, Veducation Over Medication. And basically how important what what we eat, you know, basically if it doesn't come from the earth, <laughs> it's not good. You know, yep. if it's not from mama earth, if it doesn't come from the ground or from the trees, then we have no business eating it. And then kind of goes into why this pandemic kind of just sweeped over a nation and over people. Mm-hmm. Oh, this book actually is so current that it talks about what's been going on. Well, it doesn't talk about what's going on, but that's mm. just kind of my take on you oh, know yeah. reading what's happening and reading the statistics and seeing you know who has been affected by it. Yeah, no, the U.S. I've just read the statistic. The U.S. spends you know as much money on on healthcare as like the next ten countries in line, 
but we have the most chronic health issues in our population of any country in the world. Right. Because the medication, all the medication, that big pharma, that big pharma. So if we go aside from the big pharma and the money that's there, but one medication leads to another medication mm -hmm. to another. So you start on one. And so because you take that, then the side effect of that will need another medication. And then the side effect of that will need another one. And so even being, you know, home sometimes when we turn on the TV, it's incredible that I would say 75% of the commercials on television are medication, mm -hmm. whether it's depression, with whether, I mean, you, you name it, it's on there. But it, with the interesting part is if you actually listen to what the side effects are, some of them even say possible death. But people they still, rattle those side effects off so fast, right? It's the micro machines guy back again, <laughs> and they're just blah, 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 blah. you're like, well, they oh. do say them, but they do say them, and I don't know if, if it's worth you know, just so blinded. And I think we've just become a, a people that that just want instant gratification, we yeah, want everything. Yeah. everything is fast, everything is at your fingertips, everything you know, whereas a plant takes months takes care to grow. And yet we're here live, you know, go to your phone, instant gratification, turn on mm -hmm. TV. Everything, everyone wants everything fast. Whereas unlike our ancestors, my grandparents who, you know, back in Cape Verde, who grew their crops, takes time, takes energy to be out in a field, to bring it in. You know, it, it, it all, it's different and it, so it's all the perspectives that we have in 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 the world in in our life and and i think the first and foremost is each person if we each took responsibility for ourselves each person took the responsibility for themselves it could create a greater good and what we're seeing now is not we're understanding we get to see firsthand now that it's not about my neighbor it's about me and the, mm. well, 50% of the world. And that's why we're now seeing this great divide of the world. And whether you, you know, whether it's conspiracy, pol politics, whatever, it is what it is. And, and we see a great divide and people are not willing to say, you know what, let me look out for you or let me move away from you because I don't feel good or I'm not coming into work today because I don't feel good. So I don't want to get anyone else sick. It's those little things that we within our homes, within ourselves, that we also have to instill within our children for a better tomorrow, I think, mm. in a nutshell. Yeah, I think, I mean, this is, a, this is a bit, and, you know, food is one of the really important ways that we can do that. I mean, this is something we do have, we, we should have, we do have, uh, many of us, some of us have control over, right? I started saying that I realized, you know, that actually this is one of the great inequalities we have in the US and throughout the world is that, you know, less and less people have access to whole foods. Um, and this let is, alone growing their own thing. I mean, you need you need land. Well, to grow your own thing, but even just to have a lot of fresh land. vegetables to, to anything fresh that's not processed. You know, we see in the US these these vast urban food deserts where people only have access to fast food or to processed food. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, this is this is an inequality we have to work towards changing. Right. But you know, if you do have access to to healthy food, to vegetables, um, you know, if you decide to eat meat, to to grass fed and like you know consci conscientiously raised meat, that is something that you can really take responsibility for, which is going to 
you know, change your physical and your mental health, but then also improve the, the health of the planet around us. So I think it's so important. Anani, actually, you know, my partner, Andrea, is, is uh, studying right now to get her degree in nutritional therapy and has wow. been really involved with, with uh, food and nutrition for, for years now. So I should okay. connect. So, yeah, you guys should connect. I was looking at actually a course. I was thinking of taking a course myself during this this time. Why not? Yeah. So it's so valuable and it's so important. And really, you know, it really, it's real. It really is real. Once you change how you feed your temple, you know, in the end, we're we're a spirit in this body in this temple, and so in whatever your beliefs are of how you carry on. But in the meantime, how you take care of it is also how you take care of the rest of the world. You know what I mean? It, it, and that's why I say it starts with yourself. Mm-hmm. How you how you are with self at the end of the day is how you are with the, the rest of the world and, and other people. And so having this platform and so I promote, wellness and because that's what's getting me through that's the mental health i mean i work out five times a a week whether i bike for 15 miles in the morning and or i walk for five or i train with my trainer honestly those endorphins are real and that's what's helping my mental state to get through because yeah i'm right there with you like sometimes i'll wake up like confused grumpy over it and you know my girl natasha she gets me out the door she says you know, get your ass out there and sweat. Come back sweaty, and uh, then we'll talk. And 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 it works. It, it works. It's you know, real. it's real. You gotta keep those for everybody. Rosy, it works for me. Rosy. <laughs> Say what? You gotta keep your cheek rosy. First of all, that's my Miami tan. Don't hate. Second of all, <laughs> it's my. I got one of the O ring lights. I got a circle <laughs> ring. Got my Instagram look. Yep. <laughs> no, you know what's funny? I was thinking as you were speaking and on a first two things that 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 popped up in my head. First was that um about fast food and accessibility to food versus what the experience of growing something from a seed to something that's edible and the amount of time that that takes and the amount of energy that that takes and right. the amount of patience and nurturing. You know, it's not just like a, a tomato pops up, you know, it's like there is a process. I mean, tomato is a terrible example because they're, re- you know, terrifically easy to, to, to grow. But like, well, it's, you a know, great example. it's so easy. We oh, all there it is. It's easy. But, you know, like one tomato plant, it yields like, you know, five cherry, cherry tomatoes. It's not really a meal. <laughs> so that's my point. Like, uh, you know, I like so many others have like, co- you know, we got the Corona garden rocking and uh, growing stuff. But it's like this real challenge to like, OK, this is the big reward. You get, you know, one tomato. So, right. you know, there's such oh. a disconnect. Right. I from mean, the right. process to the accessibility. <laughs> and another thing the, that I was thinking, which maybe we can all relate to is um, in Croatia at the Garden Festival, if if people don't know about this, like there's these fantastic festivals that happen all throughout the summer in Croatia. Maybe not this summer, sadly, but oh, um, and and it doesn't matter. I mean, there may be this promoter or that promoter, but they they often use similar venues. And one they, of the great the ones, the, the garden is like an old. Well, resort. yeah, there's that one, but then there's the other one, and then this, you know, this. Yeah. Anyway, so this one, because, you know, Defected and Garden Festival both using the same or 
whatever it was. Anyway, the point is, is that we were on. What's the what's that's Zadar? No, no, what's that's the name that, of that one. That's Tisno, the Garden. Tisno. Yeah. No, Tis- Don't listen to me. I'm saying some stupid shit. But um, yeah, Tisno, where we've where and Anani performed there as well, correct? Sunspe, yes. Yeah, uh, for Sunset Beat. Yeah, see, that's another example. See, yeah, there's Sunset Beat, Love International, Defected. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) So, so out there, it's like it's it's like so gorgeous. We could like I could cry. It's it's so beautiful on the ocean and and the and you know Croatia. They have like very Mediterranean right now. Like we would be there right now. We would probably be be there right right now. We would the three of us would probably be playing some wonderful weekender right. together and like soaking up the rays right anyway so they've got these got these got these fig trees all over that property yeah and i've been there you know when eli and i've been many times i think only one year and i think it was for defected that these fig trees were like in full peak they were having their real moment and um you know, I spied them and I, and I saw, and I was like, oh my God, these are me. So all weekend, you know, it's me. I was a little bit fatter then. So I was like probably pretty sweaty and like, you know, pulling fig trees, figs from the trees and the British like tourists, ravers that were there, you know, I think in the UK also, there's even further disconnect for like fresh produce. Yeah. Like at least in America, we have like the, like, you know, organic, like Southern California, like farmland. Okay. It's come back. But anyway, the point is, is like, well, look, you can go to like, at least you could go to Seven Eleven and get like a a banana, you know, I don't know if you could do that at like the market. No, of course you can. Anyway, the point is, is that I kept getting like hated on by all these people that were like, Oh, you're crazy. You're going to end up in the hospital. For eating from a fig. like pulling a fig off a tree, I'm like, no, it's a fig. I'm like, where do you think it comes from? And that's that's my point is that the disconnect is so great, people right. don't know like, you know, where how it happens and where do this stuff comes from. Right, and right, it right. seems foreign and strange to do it the way that it's intended to be done, which is off the vine, you know. Right, right. My, my grandma, rant for the my day. Grandma had a fig tree actually when I was. A kid. She had a fig tree. In, was, uh, in Cape in Cape Verde? No, this was my grandma in Portugal. In in oh. Cape Verde, there was a coconut tree. So you just climb up as kids, you climb up the coconut tree and bring them down, and grandma chops it off and you just eat it like like that. What's it like <laughs> over there, West Africa? What's Sorry? going on? What's it like over there? I've never we've never been to West Africa. Oh my goodness, Cape Verde is so really, beautiful. It's really beautiful. It's um, we're off the coast of Senegal, Dakar. We're about five hundred kilometers off their coast, and Cape Verde is ten tiny little islands, oh, and um, one of them they're all habitat, but one, and they're just absolutely amazing. But if you go from island to island, each island is different. One island is lush and green. Another one is an actual volcano, uh, Fogo. <sighs> Uh, it's a live volcano active only one and it's active it it actually wow. it went off uh i think like five years ago oh gosh um there's one uh sal is just de- like a desert um and it's known for its windsurfing and um kiting competition worldwide and um it's known for their tuna their tuna and swordfish um oh, people go, go go there for the sport fishing yikes uh, are they getting fished out over there no, no, they're not actually. And really? 
all the hurricanes start over Cape Verde and make their way across the Atlantic to the Caribbean. But we don't get rain, really. We get rain probably once, twice a year. Well, thanks, Cape Verde, from the Floridian. (laughs) Jeez. Sorry. (laughs) Gosh, that sounds so beautiful. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we left during uh, a time of uh, we left in exile. My dad's Portuguese, and um, wow. we had to because my dad uh, worked for uh, the port. He worked um, at the port with all the fish, doing importing and exporting. And because his position in being Portuguese, the Cape Verdeans didn't want him there anymore, and so they vandalized our home and our car. Oh my and, God death threats and we just had to pack up one night and leave to um, Portugal and um, got to Portugal and my dad's side of the family being Portuguese and my mom being Cape Verde that was a no-no back then so we weren't really welcome <laughs> welcomed and wow. uh, my dad heard uh, that a lot of uh, his sister came to uh, the States first she went to Texas um, so he went to Texas and worked out on an oil rig and didn't like it and didn't feel that was the place for his family, but heard that many of the Cape Verdean and Portuguese people came to the New England area because of the fishing industry. Um, and so that's where we he came up to Rhode Island. Uh, some friends of his were there and he worked for about a year um, and got a little home set up for us and went back to Portugal and brought us back to um, to the States. And, you know, uh, I think who I am today is a reflection of my, my past and the, my childhood, because from leaving in exile in the middle of the night and then just getting to the United States and like the, I think that first year that we were here, um, our house caught fire while us kids were at home during the what? summertime and we were able to escape that. And then the following year, and my myself, my dad and mom got into a really bad car accident uh, and landed in the lake upside down the car, what? knocked out. In, in, in Rhode Island? In Rhode Island, yeah. We, it was oh uh, during winter time um, and we were coming back from, a, it was like around Christmas time, we were coming back from a family function and we were, it was a drunk driver that ran us off the road. Oh, no. And the car just, my dad swerved and just kind of flipped and landed in this lake. Oh. And so I think, you know, to uh, build resilience as a child and um, being of multi-race and um, dealing with racism, I think from both sides and as we're seeing what's happening today in such a divide, um, dealing with racism on, on both sides and kind of trying to understand who you are, where you come from, what's your background, um, is a bit confusing. Although in my home, everything seemed normal. You know, my, my mom's got beautiful chocolate skin. My dad's a white man. So I, I didn't know. And it wasn't until, um, I think, uh, middle school that I started to understand what racism was and couldn't fit in. And so I kind of fit in where I made friends was with uh, the Latin community. My best friend was Colombian. My, my other friend was Puerto Rican. And that's kind of where I fit in kind of what I passed off for was being Latina and not multiracial. So all of that today as a woman who I am and being a woman in this industry <laughs> um, is 
I think, a reflection of what you go through as a child and the resilience that you build in wanting to have something and be someone and have a voice and and be an example and share that with other women and with other girls. And I, I feel, you know, I think um, that's where the world is, is, is just having compassion, just having human compassion. I'm so about that. Mm-hmm. It's human compassion. It's a human race, you know? Um, and as we, as, as generations and generations and the more we come together and more cultures mixed together and the beautiful children that you, that are being made, you know, from so many mixed races, you just can't define one. You just can't define one except the human race. You know? I mean, white supremacists want to define, want to define white people as the- yeah, they, they, they're trying. I mean- they, Trying because they're scared because it's yeah. not. They're trying to find yeah. something more. Single, like the single, like pure, pure race is, is the past. I mean, it's quickly, quickly it's, disappearing. It's, it's it's disappearing, and that's why it, it, they're so scared. It's it's yeah. it's disappearing and becoming non-existent because the world keeps coming together, and as much as there is hate and that we talk about and everything. There's so much good that we could look at, and there's so much positivity that we could look at, and all the beautiful outcomes that is coming from all this ugliness. And I think the only way to get to another side of anything in life is going through the darkness, is going through the fire, and who comes out of that? Who comes out, and how do you come out of that? How does your heart come out of that? How does your spirit come out of that? Your compassion for for, for your sister, your brother, how do you come out of that? And I think it's needed. It was needed. You know, we needed this reset. We needed this push of a button to reset everything to, you know, wake up on so many levels that like you're saying, you know, with whether it's climate, the human race, what what are we doing? Because we are, we are powerful and we do have a voice and the more we use it and thankfully a, a platform like this inspires others and wakes others to say, you know what? Yeah, I do have a voice. And yes, I do have something to say. So why not be out there or do what is the little that I can do? What what can I do? And so then there you find your passion and what it is that you want to do to make this a better place for our children. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's a great, that's a great message. Well, there's two things that really were powerful. I mean, the compassion thing is something we've touched on a lot. That's something that you know, needs is that we really need to share and like always trying to be compassionate about what someone else is going through and where their where their head is at, where their Absolutely. where their soul, their spirit is at, is yeah. so important. Um, but then also, you know, this this idea of finding what inspires you and then putting your energy into into that. You know, yeah. what what you're gonna do. It can be really daunting, really overwhelming to whether it's politics or whether it's climate change or whether it's racial justice or any of these things, you know, to try to deal with all of them at once as a human is really overwhelming, but there's, you know, there's so many different ways you can put your energy into activism or your energy into change. And I think like that's something else that's come up a lot on the show is like politics isn't just voting in the election. Politics is every day taking actions that you think are going to make the world a better place. So I feel like that's an important message. And as we talk about, you know, the November election being the biggest of all, you know, we can keep scaling it back, scaling it back. And you'll find that being involved politically and voting for these smaller and smaller elections are going to make a 
bigger, more profound difference uh, in your locally. And even further back, exercising love and compassion to your neighbors, that's going to affect your immediate block, your neighborhood, your street, your mm-hmm. home, your yep. relationship, um, your friendships. So, you know, I mean, that that's key. Do you guys remember, do you remember Dr. Seuss, the Sneetches? Of course, I was actually just reading that to Alma. To you read it? I love that, Eli. Yep. That's why you're my bro. The, the <laughs> Sneetches, the Sneetches lived on the beaches. Is that right? Yeah, yeah they lived on the beaches, What's... and some of them had had bellies what? with stars. Oh, they're all Sneetches. They're, they're all, all sneetches. one Sneetch race. One Sneetch race, yeah. One Sneetch race, but some of them had stars on their bellies. Yep. And, and some, some of them had, some of them had bellies with stars, and some of them had none upon thars. They had none upon thars. Nope. And this became a racial sneech divide. But they all lived on the beach and, uh, you know, hating on each other. They really bummed each other out. And I can't remember the rest of the plot. Well, no. So the ones without stars got really bummed out because they were getting discriminated against because they had no they stars. Were, they had no stars so this, upon so bars. You know, this the salesman shows up on the beach. You know, the slick salesman shows up on the beach. He says, Look, I got this solution America. for you, non star sneeches. I got a machine that's going to give you stars on your bellies. You just got to pay me 10 bucks. So they all pay him 10 bucks and they get stars on their bellies and they run up to the star belly sneeches and they say, you know, we have stars now. We're equal. now. And the star belly sneeches say, oh, hell no. And they go to the salesman and the salesman says, I got you guys for only 20 bucks. I'll take off your stars. And then you'll be better again with no stars. It's fucking brilliant, man. So then, you know, he does this and they all go through and around and through and over until they don't know the difference anymore. And some of them have stars, some of them don't, and they don't know the difference. And then they all come together as, as, as one, one race. One so curve. perhaps the way forward is truly to keep coming together and loving each other until we're the same color. Keep yep. mixing. Yeah, yep. We got to keep mixing. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's also good you for know. our gene pools, like genetic genetic disorders. Are you kidding? You know what it's like to be Ashkenazi Jew? Well, this, you just this your, is just your, your 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 quadriceps, your calves hurt all I the consider, time. I consider myself so lucky to have had a child with a Latin woman to have mixed and not it's just true. not just you know continue the it's single woman because there's so many there's so many dangers of 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 inbreeding, I guess, at that, at that point. Oh, well, that's, well, that's going a little extra. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I like true, that. It's okay to be extra. Yeah. But, but you know, know like, look, let's, it's a we privilege. Can, let's... It's a privilege to be able to mix and live in a world where we can love who we want to love. Of course. Of course. It's love. At the end of the day, it's love and compassion, and love knows no boundaries. That's just what it comes down to. Love knows no boundaries. And so if we could just know that and, and understand that and keep keep on pushing that love knows no boundaries. It knows no skin color. It knows no political views. Love is love, but somehow it's getting lost. <laughs> Got to beware that beach salesman, man. With his machine, with his star unstar machine. Yep. Who seems to be so prevalent these days? Dude, in the end, they're just trying to make money. They don't care. They want to be fighting each other, and they want to make money. That's all it is. It's hard to it's hard to get out of this loop too, because like with this like with capitalism and, and like the competitive nature of these huge corporations, you know, it's like you can't just go and like stop like all this ridiculous tax-free profit because then your competitor is going to come, you know, they're not going to do it because they're greedy or whatever. 
And then, you know, you're going to be like out because your stock's going to plummet because that seems to be driving any everything, which sure. is like, it's not like based on any real numbers. It's all just like a bunch of, you know, like coked up egotists, like playing <laughs> roulette with like the future values of, of companies. I was hanging out with a friend socially distanced, six feet masked, you know, fully bagged, bagged and tagged. And uh, what we were talking about is like, yo, we should have like a limitation on how much these big corporations and lobbyists can contribute to political candidates. If it was like 10 grand, that's it, you know, then you wouldn't have all this corruption going on between corporate interests and like the political candidates, you know? Sure. Yeah, I mean, our, our system, you know, it's this it's this corruption that's out in the open. It's legal corruption. That's what the lobbying we have in, in our political system is. It's wild. it's wild. How do we take the money out of politics? Keisha Tina! Keisha Tina! Woo! This is our, I don't know, this is our number one, our number one viewer. She comes, she watches every week and she shouts out every week. So We should do the Keisha Tina episode. That'll be our... Our hundredth episode is the Kishatina episode. There's bipartisan things I feel like that people can agree on, you know, like taking money out of politics, like, you know, get campaign finance reform, taking money out of politics is something I feel like we all can agree on. You know, yeah. something I heard is is bipartisan is is um allowing allowing felons to rehabilitate and then be able to vote. You know, once you're out of jail and, and re rehabilitated into society, you should be able to vote. That's there's that's something passed recently that who, where was it? Some past. I agree with that, though. That's something no, that like, like felons have the right to vote. Is it New York State? Well, no, Florida. Florida in the Florida. last election passed the the right of felons to vote, but then of course the 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 Republican led state Senate blocked. <laughs> it was it. like last week or past two weeks. No, it was a lot, in 2018. They passed this bill. It was actually the people voted on this. This was like a bill voted on by by the like a ballot initiative voted on by the people of the state. And then it maybe passed. Mike can look it up if I'm, I'm tripping, but I'm probably something else. No, I don't know. I get all my news from Reddit. So like, who knows what oh, order just the whole story in. that popped up. Could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, where were we? <laughs> huh? We're talking about the sneeches, Eli. Oh yeah, this just like every week. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a great, I mean, it's such a great analogy though, for what we're dealing with now is like, Somebody trying to stoke, you know, or like the fires of hate trying to be stoked. So yeah. everybody's fighting each other yeah. instead of coming together and, and making pot, making the world better and being positive. Divide and conquer. I mean, life, life is a sphere. Everything goes in circles. There's nothing that there's, we haven't had anything that hasn't happened. Everything keeps repeating itself. And the question is, is when do you learn from from the, the the repetition, when do when when does it finally change? And I think that's where we are now, um, of so much repetition of what's happened, of, that we we are at a place where people don't want to repeat that. We we want to see change. People want to see change. The the younger the youth, they want to see change. And so that's that's what what is I feel what, what's happening now with this whole reset. I mean, when we were prepping for the show, oh, hold, hold up. Lady Rock says we could change the world by learning from our past mistakes. True. Yeah. And how about that? How about our past 
remains intact and, and factual instead of, you know, meddled with by uh, racist, you know, schmucks. What do you think about that? How about our history doesn't get erased and we keep a record that's accurate? Well, I mean, it's already the history that we have already was not accurate. You know, the history is written by white men already. So it's hard. It's hard to even know what what history is. Is true and what's not already, you know, like as we dig in, as we learned from from Rich Medina a couple weeks ago, you know, so much of what we know about slavery and systemic racism is not is not taught in schools. You know, you have to go out on your own and you have to find this information. Um, and, so, that, you know, and that's the key is self. It self. starts here. Yeah. It starts with self, no matter what, you know, it, 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 and we're never, there will always be a divide. Let's, you know, there will always be sun and night, the moon and the sun, you know, there, there will always be a divide that we can't get away with. But how do we start with ourselves? What do we learn and what do we give to the next person? Mm. And then that next person, what do they give to the next person? So it's, it really starts with self. And well, how much do you want to learn? What do you want to change? What, what would you like to leave behind? What do you want to give to the next person? Because at the end of the day, we could sit here and rattle down all the, like you said, all the different things that are happening. I don't have the energy for all of them nor do I have the, the the mental state to be in all of them because for some people it's difficult. It's a difficulty to try to be in everything and try to change something and what is my responsibility and what do I have to do? No, our your responsibility, our responsibility is ourself. And if self is good, then self can do something for someone else. And if it's one of one person, it's one person. If it's 10 other people, then it's 10. If it's a thousand, it's a thousand, a thousand, it's a thousand, it's a thousand different, uh, different missions. And so my mission isn't, isn't the same as yours or as the next person, but it's mine. It's my, my personal journey. And what do I want to give from my personal journey to the next person? And so right off the bat is of course my son. And so my son is my first what do I want to leave with him? What do I want him to carry on through life? And so we each have to really stop for a minute because it's all moving so fast and there's so much demand, you know what I mean? And people got to be okay. You got to be mentally okay to, to take on a lot. And sometimes you got to be okay to say, you know what? I can't deal with all of this too. And that's okay too, because not everybody is equipped to deal with everything that is happening and everything that's changed, you know, you, you have to do this, you have to do that. You have, no, 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 no. You have to do what is in your heart. As long as it's not hurting someone else, as long as it's not bringing someone else down, you got to be good with you first. And then from there, then you can take on one at a time. What, what you feel is your purpose, you know? I mean, let's make I mean, a let's distinction, make a distinction, here, distinction too. here too. Oh, I'm getting a little, oh, getting a little, 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 getting a little getting echo a little over there. Echo over there. Weird. Weird. Me too. Well, me too. Well, what do we do, Mike? What do we do? Mike, emergency. What do we do? Emergency. What's he saying? What's he saying? Eating. Um, 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 oh, I try switching. Mike? Is that better? There. It's working. It's working. Better. It's working. It's working. It's working. No. No. Oh, is it on a 90 no, is it on a 90 Two, three, four. 
And we're back. Uh oh. Is this maybe this, this is maybe the dial up situation? The dial up situation. Or do you have, Anani, do you have, do you have, Anani, Anani, do you have a headphone? Uh, headphones? Um, uh, no. Wait, is it better? Wait, is it better now? No. No. Let's see. Let's see. <clears throat> now? Is it me? No, that's working. No, that's working. That's, that's, no, that's, that's not, not working. Wait, no. Two, three, four. This is um. There, it works when she's muted. Yeah. Do you want to, Mike? You'll pull yeah. her out, put her back, put her back in again. Anyway, I wanted to just say that there is a real distinction here, though. That like <clears throat> working on working yourself. Working on yourself. Uh oh. Working yeah, on it, yourself. Anane, the bet the thing to do here is um, if you just quit your browser and then start the browser again, and then go back to the link. We've had this before. So cool. yeah, like distinction, like working on yourself, that does not, and, and focusing on self and trying to excel there, that does not make you selfish. That's a big distinction that I think that it's important yeah. to, to reiterate, you know, to being able to say, no, no, I don't have the capacity to deal. I don't have the time. I don't have time for this right now. That doesn't make you selfish. And there could be friends or, or loved ones that are, you know, needing you. But how can you give yourself? Let's see. Is she back? Yep. Does that work? Oh, work. we are golden. See? Yep. That sounds good. Great. We sound good. No, I was just telling Eli, there's a big distinction here between working on yourself and, and making yourself stronger and better and being selfish. This is not being selfish. No. How can you give and give love and compassion if you are not whole inside? I mean, but we have like, we all know have a friend who's like, you know, will work themselves to the bone to like make sure somebody else is cool. And, and they can, it can go years before the, that, that can ca that kind of behavior can catch up. Right. But you know, don't let, if, if someone's like putting you down for, for, Oh, Oh, come on, let's, let's do the thing that we do on Thursday nights, whatever you say. No, I can't, I need to work on myself. I want to get into something. I need some time for myself. You know, right. Right. it's important to make that space for yourself. Right. And and that's part of something that'll that'll slow slow down the passing of time. Maybe. Yep. I think that it seems like this is increasingly sped up, or maybe that's just a side effect of growing up because you've I been mean, you on know, planet think, Earth yeah. for longer, so time is now relatively shrinking. Right. Time goes faster as we get older. That's for sure. But I feel like during this kind of quarantine time, it's going even faster. It's going so fast. Is it it's so fast. Like 30, 30 days in one day. I feel it, I'm, I'm, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's so weird. And I'm like used to be like a total night owl. And now I'm like 7 p.m. Forget it. I'm done, done, you know, and I don't know if you know, this is terrible. MTV has been playing ridiculousness on like marathon for like two and a half weeks. So, I mean, that doesn't help because it's like how everything is now 20 minute Rob Deerdick episodes. It's weird. About brain drain. I, well, it's just great though. It's, like, you know, it's, it's great. It's wonderful. It's wonderful programming. <laughs> What's up with MTV, dude? Why? How come they just haven't been playing music videos ever? They stopped a while ago, man. I know, but Money's it's like reality TV. Reality TV is where the money's at. That's like another example of just terrible, terrible greed. 
Like, play the music videos. You know what? Let's play Anane's music video because MTV won't. Great segue. You know? (laughs) Anane is celebrating. This is 10 years of her imprint, Nulu Music, founded. Well, it's actually 11. So I 11. Yeah, I celebrated 10 years last year, 2019. So now we're in 11 years. So dope. um, Yeah, it's 10 years of Nulu Music. That's and amazing. you sent us two videos. There's um, Batito Profondo, which Batito is, Profondo. is that Portuguese? It's actually Italian. It's, song it's like Italian. It's Italian, yes. And the other one was, was are these both on, because you're celebrating by releasing both a compilation on Nulu Music and a compilation of Anane's Greatest okay. on Vega Records? So last year, I what I did was uh, on Nulu for 10 years, I we released a series of three compilations um, called Past, Present, and Future of Nulu. Mm-hmm. So we you know, did from the, all the first to the current to what we got coming. Um, we did a special vinyl edition as well. So we mm-hmm. did three compilations last year. So flash forward to now to, to 2020, um, we're doing, uh, we're re-releasing uh, the album Anane's World, um, mm. chapters of Becoming Anane. It's a body of work that spans over 15 years. Um, and we decided to do it, uh, Louis Knight's coming out on Vega Records July 31st. Um, and basically it's just music that I've done um, as, as an artist, as a singer songwriter um, over, over the years. And when we had released it, I mean, we don't have all the, you know, all this media platform and uh, to to get it out, uh, the Spotify's and you know all the social media. So we wanted to re-release it because a lot of the music that we that we've done, and this goes for good music, is timeless. And so you can play music, um, you know, that you did 15 years ago, and it still sounds fresh and the, the, the lyrics still mean something and and then um that's what we wanted to do so july 31st on vega records is the and right. um, yeah and then um so you know going between the two be, being an artist and running a label and sometimes feeling creative and sometimes not feeling creative it's it's been an interesting ride but it, a beautiful one what, i feel you i mean for, for me oh, it's been a lot of ups and downs like i didn't even, I didn't even really want to do anything music-wise the first couple months. Actually, like, well, the first week of quarantine, we did like a live stream every day. We're like, let's oh, go man. in on this, and then it was like by the end of that, it, it would have like, been winter music. It would have been our 20, 20 year anniversary of oh, Eli and WMC, I yeah. going down to Miami for WMC, yeah. which is yeah. wild. We had a plan tw- uh, the same. Went to music conference. I've been doing um, the. For 10 years, I started in a little hotel lobby at the Shelley Hotel. Um, but I've been going to Winter Music Conference <laughs> 25 years <laughs> when Warsaw was happening in Liquid. And, you know, oh, uh, snap. Uh, what was it? The- what was Liquid? It was on Washington? Yeah. Oh, and man. Warsaw. And what was it? Um, Magic. Magic sessions. Magic sessions. Magic sessions. Yes. Oh man! I so mean, good. I scrape enough money to get down there, and I 
uh, was a bunch of us in one hotel room when I first went down. And and then now today I get to celebrate with bringing my label down and bringing different artists from South Africa or from, you know, from London or from the Netherlands or wherever. So it's it's been quite an amazing journey. But like you, when this quarantine went down, I went out. I yeah. didn't want to know yeah. anything about virtual. I didn't want to be in front of a camera. I didn't want to do all of this. It wasn't actually until this last week that I did uh, a Nulu movement. So I do Nulu movement is the, so I, there's Nulu music and there's Nulu electronic. And then Nulu movement is the party with both brands. And so I, I have a residency at Laban for four years now okay. and I do them all over you know, the world as well. And so I have the artists come and play. Um, and so I hadn't done, I do the weekly radio show on House FM um, every Saturday morning here in the States, a two hour show for the last four years. And then I do Nulu Movement on Kaya FM in South Africa every mm. Friday for the past three years. And I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to do virtual. Um, I was a guest on Louis Show on Worldwide FM twice, I think. And I just wasn't interested in doing this virtual thing I, I didn't feel a connection because I was so used to being with an audience. And when I play music, I come out of the booth, I go on the dance floor and I, you know, it, that's just me. It wasn't until this past week where I did, um, I did a live stream of Nulu Movement for House FM that I understood what it, it, it wasn't even about me. It was what it does for those who follow the fans and mm. the music. And after reading comments and, and really being connected, it was almost like, you know what? It's, it's now the new connection and there is a connection there. It's different and it takes time to get used to. And I'm coming around to getting used to it now, but I still have hope that we'll, we'll soon be dancing together. Um, but I didn't want anything to do with the virtual world. I was just totally no no creative juice no nothing 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 at all um and i'm just coming around now to starting to feel myself and like this new world and what is what are we moving into just now what are we like three four months into it you know we really like we really thrive off this connection and being around each other especially in our in our dance music world we are literally shoved on top of each other in a dj booth in a, on a dance floor backstage in a taxi we're spending this this time together and this is you know for a lot of people what inspires yeah. you know yeah so it's it's tough you know i think of like when like these depictions of the future where everything is flying cars and robots and stuff, you know, they sort of blew it because that's not how things are. It's like you might have a robot in a flying car, but then you'll still have a wheelbarrow, you know, like go, you still have, you have every, every incarnation going from, you know, if, if like highly evolved to just earth touching the earth, you know, plowing the fields. And I, I mean, I think that this virtual thing, it's not, it's not something that everyone's going to immediately gravitate to. And right. I don't think that's because of age. I think it's just because that you're not like, not everybody vibrates like that, like that naturally. You know, right. I think for, for us, even before we started, I feel like 
you know, it was pretty, it was sort of nerve wracking to do things this way. Like what we're supposed to be on stage, like DJing, but like, there's no crowd interaction, you know, that's how, you know, whether or not to that, what your, your idea is, is connecting or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a really, it's a really, it's a really strange thing. I mean, and you know, like I said, we start, we, we did the first week like of quarantine, we did a ton of streams and, but just by the end of that, just realizing how it didn't fill the pot back up. Like you're giving, but you're not getting back the energy in the same way that you are when you go in a club and you play and you play with people. And it's also like, you can be in a club and there's 10 people into it or like dancing and like connecting. It doesn't matter how many there are, right. as long as there's some that you right. connect with. Like that one, one, that one in the front row, yeah. you know, that's it. Like that's all you it. necessarily it's need, right? Like, but yep. when, you, when you don't necessarily have that and yeah, sure. There's comments and you see how many people are tuning in, but it's a different feeling. It's a very different feeling. And yeah. um, so it's, you know, it definitely has taken time for, for me as well to get back into what DJing or like try to figure out what DJing can be and the way that that feels the most fun and rewarding and connected to how it used to be. But also, I mean, having this show, this podcast, this talk show has been really amazing to have this kind of long format to both catch up with old, old friends and also deal with, you know, serious issues that we're, we're going through and also learn from people and connect with new people. It's been a really, really powerful thing that I'm really thankful for. I think it's a, and this wouldn't have happened without quarantine. So, you know, there's, there's certain things that I think we we can actually learn and grow from um, with our with our streaming. Yep, I agree. Thank God for technology. Yeah, yeah. Or or not. I or, don't know. It's question. It probably goes back and forth, right? Because like, I don't know. Like, isn't this this great divider? You know, it's the great. It's the community. It's the connector and the separator simultaneously it's the builder if, and the destroyer like with covid you know like covid wouldn't exist without the ability for us to fly all around the world you know it wouldn't be on this level it wouldn't have reached right. us in the same fa- same way it maybe would have been dealt with but you know because of we have the technology we can still be connected and we can still maintain something of you know and grow in in new ways with because of the technology right so it's it is that double-edged sword always, always. anani what made you want to start a record label and I'm really curious, like how that began, and and you've got a really interesting story. I mean, for people that don't know Anani's history, I mean, go check out her bio. This woman has done absolutely everything. She's been a a pageant contestant in a beauty pageant. She's a singer. She's a songwriter. She's done like the biggest gigs there could be. She's performed. Okay. Look, I'm just going full disclosure. She is married to Louis Vega from Masters at Work, little Louis Vega, um, who is a friend and a, a incredible. Excuse me. He's a double-edged sword. He's a Gemini, just Gemini. like Eli and my girlfriend and and so many others. We share, in my we world. share me and Louis share birthday. Right? These Gemini's. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know, and it, it has nothing to do with it with being a Gemini it has nothing to do with him personally. It's just the fact of being in this industry and being married to, and mm. so because mm-hmm. I'm married to a lot of stigma, a lot of doors sure. closed, a lot of, a lot of, let me tell you something. Doors closed? The amount of, can I say balls? You can say balls. 
Yeah. To be in the same. Cojones. Cojones. Say it like you're in Jersey. A lot of. I won't balls. Say, a lot of balls. But it, the uh, the amount that it takes to be in this industry with with a partner like Louis, as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, and running my own man. Let me tell you something. I mean, I've had doors closed just because the fact, I mean, I, I won't name any, I should. You could. You could. I, I could, whatever you want to do. I mean, there's, we, I was once told, we were once told by a very well-known label that they don't work with husband and wife. But what, it, what a ridiculous policy. Right. So, that's but that's just, that's just some of the things that some of the, that's so weird made it up on the spot. Like what the, what right. uh, I, mean, you... I, I would take it. If you just said, listen, we don't like the song. It's good. We pass. But to say that, mm, no, well, we don't really like to get involved with husband and wife team, you know, uh, work was, was a shocker to me. I mean, but, look, family and business together, it's can be a recipe for disaster. It, I mean, it's, it's it, difficult. It's There's a difficult. lot of, it's, it's, it's definitely difficult. I'm not going to pretend like, you know, if everything is peace, love and music, which we, we, we make it, it, but it's, it's difficult. Um, and it was very difficult coming up and because I had, I had no intention on DJing. First of all, I had no intention on being a DJ. Um, I came to New York, um, you know, as, as I've gotten to share my story in different interviews. I left home with $100, which home was Rhode Island. I bought a one-way bus ticket and I had $100 that I saved and a shopping bag, not even a luggage. We didn't have money then, a shopping bag of clothes. And I happen to know friends from my rave days that I would come up to New York for all the different raves up here. And I had a few friends in New York and I called them up when I got here and I said, listen, I'm in New York and I need a place to stay. They'd let me stay on their couch. The empty kitchen cabinets were my closets. And, but I didn't care. Wow. I was in New York city Yep. and I would go around uh, looking for work. I became a waitress at night uh, someone I lived on Prince and Elizabeth um, and someone approached me in the street and said, you know, you should model. Let me take you to my friend. She's a photographer. Wow, you were scouted like off the streets of New York. That, that's that whole story. Right. Wow. So they took me to their friend. She's a photographer. She had a studio on Bowery went there and we did some test shots. Then they, he took me to, Wilhelmina, Ford, to all the agencies. Right. I ended up signing with Click Model Management. And so my days consisted of all the go-sees, um, theater classes, dance classes, and Sound Factory Bar on Wednesday nights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, uh -huh. This that is your therapy. My, that was my church. Wednesday nights at Sound Factory Bar. And I'll never forget the first time that I went to Sound Factory. I waited in line. And I got to the front, and it was Willie Ninja at the door. May he rest in peace. Mm. And he, you know, I didn't have a guest list. I knew nobody, but you know, he gave me a little shade, whatever. But he let me in, so I got <laughs> in. And I'll never forget walking through the those curtains, those big red velvet curtains, and walking into 
Sound Factory Bar and the music and the people. I mean, flashback 10 years, I was introduced to house music back in Rhode Island through my gay friends. Um, there was a little local club in Providence that we went to. So how? Which, I, wait, which one? Which one? Yeah, because I was about to say, like, we would go are, down from Boston to well, Providence on Tuesdays. Well, I would go to the loft to hear Armand. In Boston. In oh, Boston. okay. Yeah. And so with my friends, we started like a little after hours in Rhode Island that we would do. And I had Armand and John, the white horse with John, what was his name? come play for me in Rhode Island. We used to throw these illegal wow. warehouse parties. No yep. A friend of a friend who had this one warehouse like in this building and we just get the equipment and we would throw these underground parties. And Was it John Debo? I No. He no. Was by John the White Horse, something like that. I don't know because I think I never made it to the, to the loft. I was too yeah, young. We just yeah, missed we, it. We just we missed, just it. missed it. it. It was, but Bruno we, but we, but we came, but we're like, oh, yeah, Bruno, come, DJ Bruno? definitely come from the school of DJ Bruno for Shout sure. Out to DJ Bruno. No. Absolutely. Bruno and Armand. So I would leave, yeah. we would leave Rhode Island because Boston was open a little later. So we would leave Rhode Island and head to Boston for the last few hours to get it in. Yep. So flash folk coming back to, to New, to New York, I found, you know, what I was going to when I was in Rhode Island here and it was, Sound Factory Bar, and then it was uh, Twilo, and it was the Tunnel, it was uh, Save the Robots, um, Mars. Oh man, oh my goodness, what an amazing time in the '90s in mm. in New York City because you could go to Nell's and hear, you know, R&B, hip hop, house, reggae, all in one night on different floors, or you know, the uh, Jet Groove. Or I mean Don Hills to go hear Mark Bronson play some hip hop. I mean, wow. just an amazing time. So for me, it was absorbing this. This I was in New York City. I didn't care. I didn't have a dime to my name. I didn't. I couldn't take a train. I ate cereal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, but I didn't care. I was in New York City. So anyway, I ended up signing with this modeling agency, Click, and I modeled for. For many years, I did a lot of catalog work. <clears throat> I also did some music videos for Redman and Eric Sermon. No, what? shut up! Wait, we got to bring up that those videos. What those song? Videos what song? Watching. And we've got. Oh my God! Oh, can we can we pull this up? It was a this. remake. It was. A, I think it was a remake of Rapper's Delight. I want to say. And then they did oh. do something. Yeah, I remember that. Mike, can we yeah. pull this Def up? Jam. It was like Def Jam All Stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Def was. Def okay. We find uh, this. Well, he better go looking for this. This and, is going to be amazing. Then I did also Byron Stingley. I was, you know, I, yes. I was in that. Um, so for me, it was just being in New York City and being in this an incredible melting pot of people. And, you know, I waitressed that night and during the day was the go and the castings. And and then at night I'd go party and then, get, you know, on my days off. And um, it, this was the era of, you know, the, the lines and you get picked to come in. I mean, I never had to stand in line except in for, for Sound Factory Bar. Um, <laughs> go figure. It, yeah, go figure, right? And of, I ended, all, of all the places with all the DJs. Right. And then and then I ended up remaking Standing in Line, you know, as a as a song, which is on, on the will be on the album. 
So for me, it was just, I feel like I'm a, this bridge. I didn't, I wasn't here for Studio 54 and the, and the garage and all of this, but I feel like I would, I'm this bridge between time and um oh i love this they, our producers mike has pulled up the video do you um, remember are you throughout the thing we don't have to watch the whole thing let's just ca get, try to get a glimpse of 90s anane backup dancing for red man and eric sermon oh my god you know I, I i'm so cool oh yeah back there at the end and at the end, we're gonna go looking. We can even be talking while while we yeah, do this. Yeah, let's just want to play and talk. I mean, this is a. Fun I mean, yeah. Redman, Redman's as New Jersey as it gets. Where was Eric Sermon from? Do you remember? Oh, you did it. Oh, we I, did. I thought you. I thought we were gonna watch one of my videos. Like, we're well, gonna watch your video. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I'll see it somewhere. <laughs> well, look. Just to go back to to how impressive your your CV, your resume is. Oh, you can freeze frame. Hopefully, we can freeze frame when she. No, when she I don't think it's, it's like way <laughs> back there somewhere. Well, we, you know, we'll put the clip. But you know, look, we also read Anane. I mean, we've got the footage of Anane and Louis Vega with their band Elements of Life. They performed the 2007 uh, Super Bowl here in yeah, Miami. That. that is an incredible <laughs> performance, and like that's like as big of a stage that you can get. So she's done really. She's done it all from the you know the small hotel lobby wmc to the biggest the stage you know the super bowl um she's also been invited by was invited by um the obamas to yeah. perform for a, a reception yeah, yeah and also by uh nelson mandela's family yes they, they are in Polokwane, uh south africa this incredible. is incredible you're, you're not gonna find I don't even have my glasses on. Did his, did We're his gonna find you. Yeah, I think yeah. I just read Nelson Mandela's daughter just passed. Yes. Oh yes. gosh. Yes. So rest in power to her. What was her name? Putting me, putting me on the spot. No. Well, we'll have. Let's let's look it up. Uh, well, that's not you break dancing or not. No, definitely that's... not. I'm in, the, <laughs> I'm in the back. I'm way and in you're the. You're not back. in the whip. You're not in the back of the drop top. No, I'm I'm in that scene, the, the dancer scene way in the back. You're oh. not <laughs> We're gonna find you. We're gonna find you and we gotta post no, the post the clip. I don't think you are. <laughs> well, so it must have been Lindsay Mandela just passed. She was also she kind of carried helped carry on her father's legacy of activism for racial justice in South Africa. So Yeah, let's let's flash to the Super Bowl where yeah, let's do the Super Bowl <laughs> footage. This is a hoot though. I'm glad. I love these nuggets. These nuggets oh from, from music history and people's past. We've got plenty of Eli and I looking really baby-faced, and uh, we'll have to that go race. to the, the throwback episode. Oh um, yeah, Mike, let's try to pull up the footage of 2007 Super Bowl here in Miami and announcing elements of life and Anane, none other than, I believe that is Gloria Stefan. Yeah. I love this. Man. Hola. Tonight we are here to celebrate the high energy fusion of South Florida and football. That's a hot combination, isn't it? <laughs> to help us do that, we are excited to have Cirque du Soleil, known around the world for their unique style of entertainment and creative imagination. Cirque du Soleil has teamed up with internationally acclaimed Miami pop artist Romero Brito, who has captured the culture of South Florida with his extraordinary style. 
and to I believe match the key from Circle A has done a, a fair amount of investment here in Miami, especially Magic City. And yeah, Louis uh, wearing the Brito. <laughs> I still have that dress. That, print, oh that fabric is specially made for that event. Wow. Yeah, and for people that don't know, like Gloria Stefan and her family, they're they are deep Miami. I mean, they're they like she went beyond just making hit records. That's Nico that you hear in the beginning laughing. Oh, cute. Yeah, let's get a little volume on that. Yeah, pump it up. This is the coolest thing ever. Man. We actually were tickling these trees in the studio to make them fly. And I, I think you guys did a, a limited edition picture disc vinyl. vinyl. Yep, yep. That's pretty cool. This has got to be the first time that, uh, oh, sorry, Shaker Lyrics says, I remember watching this. We were so proud to see y'all perform the halftime show. And actually, for this one was when Prince performed at the halftime, so we saw him backstage. Who was performing? A Prince performed halftime. Oh, wow. That's yeah, and he was backstage. Oh, this and the same Super Bowl? Yeah. Yep. I remember that. And then it started raining because yep. yep. you know, it rains random. It can be raining sporadically in Miami. Yep. And I believe it did rain during Prince's Purple Rain performance. It was raining just before we started. Wow. This has got to be the deepest music ever played, performed at a Super Bowl. Wave after wave, here we come. Awake the dream that's in your heart. There you go. Let us rejoice in this day. Souls reaching wow. for the skies. Here we whoop, whoop. are. I'm getting the goosebump. Me too. Passion's fire fills the air. Enjoy the beauty of the sun. Come on, y'all. Hundred dollars from Providence. Hundred dollars on a bus ticket from Providence. Right to the Super Bowl. Right to the Super Bowl. <laughs> it takes a lot of balls. <laughs> yeah, this is this is out of body experience. Oh my God. Now, did you guys, were you, what was the rehearsal like for this thing? Did, were all these creatures on stage, they do dress rehearsal and everything? Um, we did a rehearsal, but no, not with all the people that were holding them up. Wow. Yeah, we had to fly to uh, Montreal for the fitting, to the Swiss headquarters. Wow. Yeah. And, uh... How did you come about? This was like a collaboration with Cirque du Soleil that... that... Yes, this was a collaboration with Christopher Soleil. And just before this, we were doing a lot with them in Vegas. We did a few shows after parties of their opening show. And so we, um, the friend of ours, we wanted to say we could out and have the time to do a beautiful song like a performance. So this is this is like, so a little hard to hear a non-aiming. Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the yes. music the music director is uh is Alain from Montreal, right? He's is he who you you work with over there? Um, it wasn't Alain directly. It was it came from Guy. Um, cool. he reached out to Louis and asked um if he would 
because they're we they're huge house music fans if, if you're not aware yeah like circus yeah. got a big bridge to into the house music yeah yeah, yeah. We, we were doing work with them during this period in vegas we did um like uh we also performed elements of life at the opening of ka um wow. the party and then we did um a few others and that's how this came about because we were at that time working with them a lot in, in vegas and so he reached out to louis and asked if he'd compose the song and if I would do the lead. And so we got together with Blaze and wrote One Dream. So cool. Oh, so, so, oh, cause who, who can, what is Elements of Life consisted of? Like, who are the, the key players in the group? Elements of Life is myself, um, Josh Milan. Mm. At the time it was Raul Midon. Um, and we've had met the, the key members that are saying is Luisito Quintero. Um, uh -huh. Tosca now it was uh, Albert Sterling Menendez um, and then Roberto Quintero and uh, Jean Perez um, then we had um, you know we've done different artists have come in and out and now we have the girls um, we call, we're known as Som, the Shades of Melanin the background girls is, uh, oh, uh, I love that name yes. Ramona and uh, Don Tallman and myself and as I said, oh, wow. conducting. And uh, we had Gerard Snell on drums, but now Lucifer does we, uh, both drums and timbales and the percussion all of that. So it's I mean, been, it's yeah, been yeah. what more like 10, 15 years, and then one one year we toured like heavy. I mean, we did the whole tour bus thing. We went from Slovakia to Paris. Um, we did the Rock Skills Festival. We did WOMAD Festival. We did the Montreux Jazz Festival, South Africa, uh, Cape Town Jazz Festival. Um, we did the Blue Notes just recently, actually. We just did in February. We were in Tokyo um, at the Blue Note with Elements of Life for two nights. We did um, London as well in January. So we, you know, it's it's a beautiful, it's 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 just amazing to be to do the live, you know, the the whole collective live, with we conducting and being on a stage with musicians and doing live music. It's just a whole other kind of feeling. It's really amazing. And those those album elements of life albums were just re-released, right? Those well, just, yeah, they were just re-released. Yeah, yep. and we we remixed one of the tracks, the hot music track, which was. Yes. Huge honor to, to participate yeah. in that. Absolutely. Um, so, I actually, I wanted to roll back Anane and talk a little about something, something we've, we've spoken about the show and like how important it is in dance music for us to really kind of um, make, make our culture more inclusive and, and make dance music a more inclusive um, community and, and industry is people of color and women in leadership roles. So you're actually really with the, with the label, that's a really amazing place to be. And I, you know, Charlie had, had touched on this, but I don't think we got to dig, dig deep into like why you started the label and yeah. what's that like being a, a woman owning a label and and you know I think why why is that important to have more more women in that position, more people of color in that position? Um, I mean it's it's I don't ever it's very rare that I stop and think like oh I'm a woman who owns a label I'm just you know to me I'm a label owner. Um, until when we get in, when I get into interviews and conversations and people bring it up to me and say how rare it is. And so being a woman in this position, for me, it's, it's very empowering. 
And I hope that what I do can inspire and, and, and empower other women in our industry to to go for it. You know, there's um, there's it's much needed. It is very much needed. But you know, at the same time, you know, I just made a post the other day where, you know, I saw a festival, um, and and the lineup is, is 12 DJs, and out of the 12 is a one woman DJ. And so we we need some change um, as to how these festival uh, promoters are booking, you know, because there's so much talent, you know, we can we can hold our own, you know, and we can have labels and run a business and be a CEO and have, uh, you know, and, and find talent and, and, and do the business side of it as well. Um, and it's like I said, it's really, really needed. Um, I I personally started the label because for me it was a way to give back and give opportunity to to young artists um, for all the opportunities that I've gotten in my life. And so when I started, like I said, I had no plans on DJing. I wasn't really interested in being a DJ, being married to one of the DJs of all DJs. So. Um, but Louis would always say to me, you know, you should, you should play music. You should play music. You have a good ear. Cause I do collect music and especially music from my country and from Africa. And so it wasn't till I went to visit a friend of mine, Stefan Boucher at the Submersal one night. Um, and at, we had just finished recording Anani's world. And so it was like a, a break between um, you know, looking for a home to shop the, the album to and stop touring. And as an artist, as a creative, you always looking for something to do. So I went to visit Stefan one night at the Submercer and it was underneath the sub the Mercer Hotel and it was just this cute little lounge with an incredible Steve Dash sound system. Yeah, it was incredible. That was a great club. It was just amazing. And yeah. um, so I'm, I'm, I'm there one night and I'm talking to Stefan and I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And this is, I mean, the vibe was eclectic. The DJ that night was just playing everything, everything. And, um, and Stefan was like, well, do you DJ? I'm like, no, but you know, I, I play music. I've done part of whatever. He's like, you know, you should calm down and play sometime. It's nothing serious. It's just creating a vibe. Just play what you want. I'm like, you know what? So I came home, I told Louie, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take his offer on it. So I remember setting up exactly where I am right now, this, this little console I have here, coming home and just burning CDs all night, burning CDs, burning CDs of all the music that I liked. And so I, he gave me, it was a Saturday night and I played from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. And I played everything that I love about music from old school hip hop to disco, world music, Latin music, house music, everything in between. And it wasn't, like he said, it was just creating a mood. So that night he said, you know, listen, some of our clients asked who you were, you know, would you like to come back? Like, okay. So I'm like, all right, I think it's getting wow. serious. So I come home and I- What's can't. going on here? You got, you get model scouted on the street, <laughs> walking around the streets in New York. <laughs> you get invited back from your first gig. You got get a residency off the backs of your first ever DJ gig. What's going on here? Well, I, you know what? I don't know. Uh, 
blessings, blessings upon blessings, being chosen, believing in life, believing in yourself that you've been chosen for something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I just started practicing. And the second time I went, he said, listen, um, let's do a residency. Why don't you do it once a month here? And I'm like, oh, cool. I couldn't believe, I'm like, are you sure? He's like, <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so I started doing a once a month. I called it Anane Selections. And because I got to play everything that I loved about music. And then I started practicing and learning how to, to mix. And um, contrary to belief that Louis taught me how to play, what Louis did was I, I went downstairs to his studio with a notebook and a pen. And I drew a diagram of the console. And I said, okay, Louis, what does this button do? Okay, no. What does this button do? No. What does this button do? No. And he's like, okay, because he's very much... A, okay, let me see what you got. This Is this what you want to do? All right, let's see what you can do. So I came back upstairs with my notes and just started to practice. And I did this residency once a month. And I did it from um, October until that following March um, that went to music conference. And Louis asked me to play at the Vega Records party. And there was some from Europe there and they're like okay we want to bring you to Europe and I'm like are you you know and all this happened and I'm a believer in life of of living free and open to what comes to you because as a little girl I thought I had it all planned out I had by this age I'd be married by this age I'd had children by this this age by this and nothing went according to the plan. Mm. And so being open and living with an open heart and an open mind to what the universe gives us um, is I'm a true, true believer and example of that. And so I played and they invited me to come to, to Italy for the, for my first gig. There was like 5,000 people in Italy, but they knew me already from the music that I had done. And so I would get up on the console from playing music and jump up on the console and sing some of the songs that they 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 knew and one of the things that i can say is that i i learned in front of the public um mm-hmm. all my mistakes all whatever i had to become better at um was all in the public side because of who my partner is and so it takes a lot of courage and believing in yourself to 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 continue and to be able to do it and to know that you have something special and you want to contribute to music because at the end of the day we're here to make people happy right we're here to make people smile we're making we're here to make people dance we're here to make music that resonates in the soul we're here to to vibrate the world through the music that we do that's that in a nutshell that's my job yeah. Oh yeah. I want to, I want to rewind. I want to rewind and, and note two things. One for, for people who want to, who are upcoming DJs or people who want to be DJs, right? This is a great mm-hmm. example of how selection and taste and knowing your history of music is as important as the skills, right? The, yes, the actual is. skill of learning how to mix records, it just takes time. It just takes a little bit of time. It's not something that you either have or you, it's not like a, it's not like that. It's, it's something that like, Anybody can learn how to mix records. I, I truly believe that. What makes a great DJ is this deep knowledge and this deep love and appreciation for music, but also for a wide range of music, I think. And that's and, like, 
you know, I think that's a really important lesson to take from that, right? You didn't go in, you didn't just play house. Oh, okay, well, I, I, I make house music. I'm just going to play house. No, you came and you reflected yourself in the music you played, which yeah. I think is, is often lost. And, and upcoming DJs think, okay, well, I just need to learn the skills or I just need to be really good at this one thing. No, it's about... No letting your love of music of all music shine through in the, in your DJ. All, and that's, and that's being a music lover is letting all the music. I mean, I would throw Apache in the middle of my set sometimes, but it didn't matter. But from what I understand, even though I didn't get to be there for the garage or for Larry LeVan, from what I understand in reading history, Larry was the same way. He would just, he would throw what he felt, you know, musically in his, in his set. It didn't have to, it didn't have to beat match. It didn't have to be perfect, but it, it it made you feel something. And that's what I think for me, being in the clubs and being in, you know, like I said, in a place like Nell's where you heard hip hop and you heard reggae and you heard dance hall and you heard drum and bass and you heard house all in one night and be able to pass that on and play that and, and know when, when to throw in that cameo in or when to, you know what I mean? And that's what, and that's what it's about, you know? And so I've taken that approach and with, with everything I do, it, what I do comes from my heart. I can't, I can't be anything else but myself. You know, what you see is mm -hmm. what you get, whether you mm -hmm. see me here, whether you see me at the park backstage, I am who, who I am and there's no more, no less to it. I wasn't created or thought up of, you know, in a, you know, meeting room, and that's the beauty of of, of having an independent label, um, yes. as 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 a as a is to be an on an independent label, and to do a song like Plastic People. You know, like where does it fit? Okay, oh, this is a segue. Reggae. I feel it's, a segue coming. It's kind of reggae, but it's kind of house, but it's kind of rock and roll. Like, what is that? And so that's the beauty of being independent where you truly get to express yourself and be yourself. Because at the end of the day, that is what it's about, is finding your true passion and what you want to say and the story that you want to tell and how do you want to make people move and feel on that dance floor. And so that's what I get to do. And that's so beautiful and such a, a, a blessing. And I'm so, so grateful for it. And so... I hope that what I do can inspire other women and other girls to, you know, to to do it. And and you we're going to go through that. I, I mean, I, I remember coming to gigs at one point. I loved getting dressed up to go to a gig and I'd put high heels on and a dress and and the 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 promoter when I'd get to the club would ask you know my assistant like okay are you ready and he's like no it's not me she's playing like and he'd look me up and down like Oh, like that? And like, yeah. So, you know, you go through, you go through different phases, I, I think as, as, as women, but at the end of the day, this is what we're built for. Women, I think by default, we're all, we wear all hats, you know, we're, we're moms, we're wives, we take care of a home, we, we maintain our families and still be able to run a business and, you know, um, find talent, have have your paperwork right, have your trademarks right, have your licensing right, look at your contracts, have your right lawyers, because, um, you know, getting scammed is not fun, which happened, a uh, hard lesson happens to us, but, um, you know, you pull through and you learn hard lessons in life and you keep going and you keep pushing through because 
sometimes I, I think once a month I would say to um, Christian Mantini, who's my label manager, I think once shout a out month, to Christian, shout out to Christian Mantini for all the amazing work you do. I think once a month I tell him I want to quit. <laughs> wow. okay, all right, wow. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I want to go like up in the mountains or maybe Ibiza and just go. You you can handle all this because I'm over this. And and then I have this conversation with you guys or I do like a like I said, the live stream for Nulu Movement or I get a message from a woman or a young girl writing to me saying, listen, I can you give me a few words, some pointers, you know, what you do is amazing and what you make me feel is amazing and I want to do it. And it's moments like that, that like, okay, all right, there is, there is a purpose here and there is a greater purpose than, you know, um, I'm not looking to, uh, you know, being the headliner DJ and the flavor of the month DJ, you know, I'm looking for a career, a long career in music and that my label keeps working and putting out good music. And when, when I first started Nulu and started putting out Afro um, music, um, there was no Afro category. There was no Afro charts. There was no Afro, um, on track source or beatport and so the music the, the first release was from amroots uh, a duo from angola and mozambique um wow. that was wow. the first release that i did and and i louis said to me he said you know i think you got something special here it's you know it's it's different but it's part of who i am and my roots and and what my natural inclination to music is is the the afro sound and so putting starting with afro then you know 11 years ago you couldn't find it we were put the music was selling as soulful and today to see where afro music is today and and having launched and put out some of some music from some great artists as their first release you know black motion their first release was mm -hmm. on Hulu, and so was oh, wow. Jeff, oh, wow. and and um, DeCapo's his first remixes was on Hulu as well. So you know, there's there's quite a rich history, and I'm really proud of it. And I'm not looking for, you know, the 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 big picture. For me, I'm I'm okay being underground. Um, for me, it's always quality over quantity. Um, and now hearing, you know, some of these bigger underground commercial labels opening up afro divisions um is is interesting it's cool all right it's the thing to do now but um but yeah to to all my ladies out there who are listening and watching you know keep keep doing your thing keep keep striving you know there there's the business side to it that you need to have intact to find yourself a good lawyer get your trademarks um you, you are your brand, you know, as you guys know, you are your brand. So it is possible and we need more of it. We definitely need more of it. We're going to, um, it sounds like there was a delay again. So if you want to just jump out and jump back in again, we're going to play Batido Profundo and then we can talk about it when you come back in. Let's check um, out Anani Vegas, Batido Profundo. Yes. This is my jam. I love this song. Profundo. I want to go back to Italy. I feel you. 
Is this like all Mafi Coast vibes? No, this was actually Pescara, which is on the eastern coast. Pescara, yeah. We've been here. This is going to yep. be our first summer in a while, Eli, that we did not get to eat. Go to Italy, I know, man. Eat oh. a wonderful Italian food. Oh. Seaside. Oh, but, you know, you it know. does make you have, realize how privileged we are to get to do that so regularly, you know? Like, we really, maybe, I don't I don't want to say I took it for granted because I was so thankful every, every moment of it, but it still makes you realize how lucky we were to be able to be traveling around the world all the time absolutely man let's bump let's turn that music up let's bump it Shout out to Lady Doris. Oh, shout out to Christian. Christian in the video. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's an extra. He's doing what you did in the um in the Eric Sermon video. <laughs> This is so cool. This I song mean, is, is called uh, Batido Profundo. Hey, Mike, can you run run the title on the bottom for people? For people that have never been to where this is filmed in Italy, this is exactly the experience of raving in Italy. Yep. You start out with twirling on the beach, and then after some wonderful food and laughter with friends, you segue to an outdoor venue and then end up falling in love. 
Yep. And by sunset, yep. by sunrise. Yep. Night after night. <laughs> Tell us about the, the male vocalist uh, on this record. His name is Danny Lucido. Mm-hmm. And actually we have a we have a new project that I hope to be able to get to Italy this year um, to record. Um, we're doing an EP together. Danny Lacido actually had some some big hits in the '90s. Um, mm-hmm. He's an incredible singer songwriter, and um, he sent me over uh, an uh, an EP of of music for us to do. We our voices just blended so well. It's so beautiful uh, on that side. It's incredible. Yeah. It's yeah. so beautiful and so passionate lyrically. It's beautiful. So um, so after the Anani's World album. I have um, a disco EP coming on Nervous um, oh. called Take a Ride. The first single um, is uh, a remake that uh, Louie and I did is of Get on the Funk Train. Oh, That's nice. coming in August. And then after that uh, will be this project for Nulu with Danny Lozito. And um, hopefully with my Portuguese passport, I'll be able to escape. Yeah. <laughs> To go t- speaking of disco stuff, your cover of Yoko Ono "Walking on Thin Ice" is oh, yeah. one of my faves. Oh, really? that one up quickly, yeah. You know, we did that at the Chelsea Hotel, totally guerrilla style, with no permits, and just rented a room and went in there and and shot that cover. Dope! Wow. Yeah. And that's actually one of my f- all-time favorite um, tracks, "Walking on Thin Ice," um, just because. I decided to do that. I was approached by Lou Gorbia to do it. Um, and he gave me the single vinyl of the of the song. And the liner notes from Yoko Ono that I read is what made me want to do that song. And because mm. I was I'm a I love, love walking on thin ice. And sometimes I wanna leave classics, just leave them classics, don't remake them. Mm-hmm. But after reading her li- liner notes, it was almost like speaking to me. And basically, it was just her story with John Lennon and her being an artist in her own right and what she had to go through mm. um, being married to John Lennon. Ah. Um, yeah. And at one yeah. point, they had to actually separate because the amount of hate that she was getting, um, they pretended to be separated. Um from from the fans, the Beatle fans. And she had um, to really not prove herself, but she had to stay true to her art and still continue doing it and not giving up because she was an artist before she met him, you know? Mm-hmm. So after reading that, I was like, you know what? The the words, the lyrics just speaking to me in this story. And, and I absolutely love, love, love. Of walking on their it's a real. I mean, the original is really powerful. Your your yeah. your cover is also really powerful in its own way, mm-hmm. and I love. You know, I lo- it's it's such a the the fact that the original ended up like such a powerful hit on the disco dance floors in the seventies. Yeah, is, it's it such is a weird so song, right? But it still it is has weird. This, it's oh, like, it's it so embodies the like openness of disco. It feels very. Very New York too. Very New York, super New York. But then I think your your cover like is great because it allows allows us to then be able to play that in a contemporary set. You know, like mm-hmm. you take that spirit and translate it to house music, which is well, so great. That's one of the things as an artist, and that I felt um, 
especially in our dance community that we needed more of is the artistic side and the vision side and you know like plastic people which i hope we get to see yeah let's bring that let's get that one ready uh mike and we'll, we'll or as an artist and the music you know there's an art and in art there's so many different elements like a painting and all the different colors that create this this whole vision you know and so part of it is the image and the image and what you look like and transforming from characters and the different songs and the, the, what you're trying to convey. And so this one was directed by David Foote. It was a 17 hour shoot to do this particular video. Um, I co-wrote this song with Dwayne Harden and Lisa Fisher, my all-time idol. Yes. Which by the way, when I was living back home as a little girl, I bought Save Me on cassette, wrote out the lyrics, and pretended to be Lisa Fisher in the mirror <laughs> in my mm. bedroom. Mm. Unbelievable. A friend of mine, and I actually collaborated with her. It's so, so cool. Dreams coming true. I mean, it, it, it's just amazing. So yeah. I mean, not only not only folks are these guys Anani and Louie and and their and the people that are not only are they the tastemakers and the originators, but they are surrounded by the top players um, in in uh, in our genre in, in house music genre and and, and, that, mean, and, and that trickles into and Latin and jazz, Afro, yeah. R and B, yep. disco. I mean, these guys aren't sampling; they're remaking the classics in a modern way that uh is you know keeps the story going internationally it's so cool let's uh let's roll let's, the, let's roll it. the track Loving the big hair. Yeah, right? That <laughs> Yeah. 
awesome on this record. This video is insane. Oh, yes! Tina got a crush on you now, honey. I mean, it's so, wow. it's so amazing to see, one, the, the difference, the contrast of the songs of that one versus Batito Profundo, right. and also just the videos and the styles. I mean, it's like you're covering such a wide range of, of sounds and, and vibes, you know, with the imagery as well. So it's, yeah, amazing. Thank you. I mean, that's part of being independent, right? Is yep. Being yep. an independent artist and be creative and create freely from the heart and from the spirit and what you want to say and how you want to look and who you want to be there's no greater feeling than to be free in that way whereas you know being on a major you're closed in a box and you have to you know be something that maybe you're not so i'm really grateful that i've been able to find walk my path and walk my journey in my truest of ways and expressing myself and from from my heart and and having someone like Louis who's you know been able to hear my vision and and get them out with me so it's pretty amazing yeah incredible, incredible. <laughs> shout out i mean independent independent music is what makes makes dance music what it is right let's we got to keep that spirit at the forefront yeah. of how we do things and this is another thing that you know this reset of of covid and the pandemic i think is going to really move a lot of things back to that independent spirit and that independent vibe instead of, you know, the kind of corporate corporate way some of it had been going. So I, I think that's actually can also be a positive we can build on Absolutely. coming out of this. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, I know it's been so amazing. Uh, Absolutely. With you, schmoozing with you. So cool. We um, love schmoozing with you. Yeah, this is great. Oh, um, one thing I forgot earlier yeah. is we forgot we want we want to take a a press like a, a thumbnail pick for this edition as it goes up i forgot to do this backstage oh, yeah. before we started i'm gonna hit you up anane after and and we're gonna ask you to take a photo with like a a coffee cup or a pickle jar or something deli related if you could take a selfie with that in front of that backdrop okay um, but before, I blew before it, I we go that. we mentioned this at the beginning that you're joining us for rave the vote um next yes. friday yes. um we're so happy to have you. What what is it what does it mean to you to participate in something like this to to engage young people and get them registered and, and to the polls? Well, you know, anytime that I get to use my voice to inspire others and get out there to to make change, that that's pretty amazing. 
you know it's it's a, it's pretty amazing to be in this position and so get out there and vote and be heard and 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 choose what what should, needs to happen you know what you believe in do your research of course research and 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 know what you stand for what resonates with you that's one of the things we need to also understand is we can agree to disagree but um but we have to change for the better definitely so i'm looking forward to it I'm, thank you thank you for having me today oh, absolutely next week i and thank you for for all that you guys do and you know bring to the scene and to the music as well it's very much appreciated so thank, thank you. you anani thank you anani we are huge fans can't wait to see you in real life and, and yes. share a dance floor with you again i mean it's going to be Absolutely. it's going to be amazing when we finally get to do that for sure yes and thank you to everyone i see all my ladies nula warriors who support me lady rock sultry shonda I see Kim, I see Deb, I see all of you. Thank you. I appreciate you, Christian. Thank you. Louis, thank you. Yes. I love you. <laughs> so much love to you guys. Oh, that's so dope. She's the bomb. Yep. She's the bomb. She's the bomb. The bomb.com. <laughs> the bomb.org. Oh, <laughs> you know, uh, um, it's a non for profit. Yeah. <laughs> it's the <b> <laughs> Um, so yeah, well, thanks for everybody tuning in again. Um, next week we have a special industry edition of Schmoozin with Marisa from Liaison Artists. She is one of the co-owners of um, the, I guess the, the most important, biggest independent electronic music booking agency in the United States. They've maintained their independence, even as dance music got kind of gobbled up by some big corporate players here. They're the only you know agency that's grown as an independent and stuck with that. Uh, Marisa Stevens and Andrew Kelsey founded it and have really carried the torch for independent business, uh, independent agencies here in the US. Also shout out to, to Inball and Prisma, who's also carried that torch as well. Um, and we also have a special guest that Marisa's bringing along named Alva Johnson, who is, uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, who's been super involved with the scene down there. And also a woman of color, a black woman who is holding it down in dance music and the music industry in general. So we aim to inspire, you know, a generation of women and girls and black people and brown people who, so they can see people like themselves who are doing amazing things in dance music. So we want to try to keep shining that light. And that's really a, a privilege and an honor for us to be able to do that here on Schmoozin. So Absolutely. Marisa and Alva are no exception to those bosses that we love to bring on here. Totally. And they have some very unique stories to share with us and, and unique perspective. Um, that's going to be a great show. That's yeah. It's going to be a great show. Well, well before look, we say goodbye. Yeah. I mean, this is the time of the show we do our Final vinyl thoughts or vinyl thoughts. Now, vinyl here's thoughts. the problem. Oh, yeah, oh, shout, Louis, out Louis. shout out. He was glued. <laughs> we love that. We love you, Louie. We'd yes. love to have you on the show and we'll settle to have you anywhere. Well, really, rave, rave the vote. vote. Louis on That's going to be so awesome. Well. That lineup so, is yeah. fat. Uh, so many great acts and so many great minds and contributors on that. Yeah. And it's going to be dope. Um, yeah, 
for sure. Yeah. Back yeah, to well, the final thoughts. Back to the final thoughts, which is it, 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 it is a Louis Vega statement. It isn't a non-A statement. It isn't an element elements of life statement. Now we were talking about these guys doing these incredible cover versions. One of my favorites from their collection is their Louis Anane's and Mr. V's cover of Bunny Max. Let me love you. Um, that came out on Vega records. Now, this is the most embarrassing final thought because <laughs> look, we got one copy that's at Eli's parents' house yeah, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and we, he forgot to grab it, or uh, we didn't even think about that. It, it's oh. it's sitting there. We got another copy coming to me because I purchased it for this episode through Discogs, and you know what the heck is going on with uh, you know shipments these days. You never know. Yeah. So embarrassingly, it's not here. So we're going to play It's a virtual vinyl. Thought. It's a virtual. virtual it's not IRL. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Without further ado, Anane featuring Mr. V shout out, Mr. V over Mr. on v. the West coast, San Francisco, Victor. We love you. I want to have you on the show, man. Yo, I'm, I'm v, hollering v, at Mr. Yeah, I've been v. talking to V. V's, V's v is the me. jam. This yeah. dude is so funny. Let's do it. Oh, I'm sorry. This is master work. So shout out to Kenny too. Yeah. We love you. Kenny dope. What a squad. You guys are the Jimmy, best. Louis, Anane, and Victor on a track. I'll shout out. I'll throw Todd Terry in there. What up, Todd? <laughs> you the man. Oh, yeah. All right, peace, guys. It's been a great episode. We'll see you yes. next week. See you all next week. Thanks for tuning in.
Cause I've been staring at you for more than an hour and a half. Body shaped like an hourglass. Nice shapes and waist. Come on, girl, give me a taste. Got me ready, got me feeling to invade your space. In the club all night, I wanna show you love. Show you the ring, show you how I get down. Come on, girl, tell me love how that sound. I know you like the way this is going down. Please, baby, please, baby, don't stop now. Cause I like the way you feel when you rub on me. Hug on me, show me that you stuck on me. At the end of the night, you be loving me. So swing this way, it's time to play. Got my man Louis Vega to the break of day. Open. So move, shake, bounce, roll. The music is slamming. It's time to go. Come on. Come on. 